um, I wanted to honor you and thank you just for the ways that he really cares um, for every single one of you in here, but also for our leadership team and is always asking us that question, if you remember a few weeks ago. How is your time with Jesus? That's something he deeply cares about and cares that the people that are serving you um, would reflect that in their own lives. Um, but you weren't here because you were being so pastoral and, and serving with the children's ministry. So, um, yeah, we're so grateful for you, Dave. Here you go. Thank you, sister. Thank you. There's a lot going on in our church family, so that's exciting. So thank you for all those announcements. Yeah, hopefully we could see you at those that could be helpful to you. Good morning, beloved ones of God. Uh, my name is Dave, and I'm one of the pastors here at New Life. So it's, it's been a month. It's been a month since we moved to our earlier services at 1030. Good job, y'all. Thanks for rolling with us. One of the things we've introduced is that opening liturgy and communion at the beginning of service. And we even keep the doors closed at the start of the service. And don't open them up until about 10 minutes after to do so. It's definitely helped much more of us to be here on time. So praise the Lord for that. That's good. But I just want to really explain and reemphasize why do we do that? Uh, why uh, do we do that in that opening time? It's because we, especially the Angelinos in L.A., right, we are, we're so busy. We're always hustling, and that's good. Uh, but sometimes our lives feel so full, right? So full that sometimes we feel we barely have time for God. So that first 10 minutes, that first 10 minutes of service is just one way we could help model, uh, guard, and really honor a sacred space, uh, a holy habit of putting everything on pause, even shutting out every interruption. That means like silencing our phones. That means even closing the doors behind us so that we can for a moment uh, be quietening our bodies, uh, quietening our souls before the Lord. And we follow the way Jesus taught us to pray. We, we use the Lord's prayer to make an opening, even if it's briefly, to give God our hearts right there, to let him refocus our lives as we remember him in communion with him and with each other. So we believe here at New Life, it's not only pastors that connect with God. Can I get an amen? Right? We believe that each person can connect with God. And if we give him that time, not just on Sunday, we believe this so much that we put it first in our service and we're not going to let anything interrupt that vital connection that each of us can have with the Lord. Each of us does have. So today we're starting a new series on the character of God. Say it with me. Character of God. Character of God. We're going to get to know better who it is that we worship. Uh, some of you coming in, uh, you know, people are going wild in worship today. They're like, whoa, what's going on? Who is it that we're worshiping? That matters. Why is he so worthy of our lives? So right before we start musical worship every Sunday, even this Sunday, we've been reciting Psalm 100 from the Bible. So the psalm is a bunch of poems and prayers uh, in the Bible. We use Psalm 100. There's a lot of different psalms like that. And this is going to be the passage that we're going to dive into this morning. Hopefully you'll be able to see why we use this passage. 
There's a lot of other passages, but we're going to dive into that and see how that connects to worship. So Psalm 100, uh, most of y'all read it, but some of y'all came in a little bit later. So we're going to read it again. So please stand if you're able uh, for the reading of God's word and let it just really uh, speak to us and get into our hearts. This is Psalm 100 uh, taken from the NIV, New International Version. It's just five verses. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are faithful. You are here with us even now. Thank you for your spirit just waking us up, Lord. Thank you for the breath of life that we did nothing to deserve, but you put in us. Thank you, Lord. God, there's different Things that we may be carrying right now, different things on our mind. You know them. You know all things. We just give them to you right now. We put it in your hands. We trust you know how to take care of that. You are in control. Help us to trust you with those things right now so that with our whole beings, we could be present to your word, to what you are speaking to us. Help us to understand, work through all our blocks. Help us to hear you clearly. Because you said, Lord God, your word is like a hammer. Your word is like a fire. The problem is not your word, it's our hearts, Lord. So I pray that you break and open our hearts so that we can find life in you. So that we could take in your word and let it change us. Let it come out of us in the ways that we live. Thank you, Lord. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So the psalmist says in verse 1 and 2, we should shout for joy to the Lord. That we should worship him with gladness. Why should we do that? Worship, worship, it comes from the English word worth. We worship that which we think is worthy. When we get excited about something that we love, we can't help but shout, get glad. So why is God worthy of our worship? There's so many reasons. Uh, but from verse 3a, we learn that it starts first with knowing that the Lord is God. To be God, we use that a lot. What, is, what does it mean to be God? To be God means this is a power that's much greater than us. Uh, in, in recovery circles, we say your higher power. He is the highest power. He is supreme over all things. That's what it means to be God. And as we heard last week from Pastor Stanley, according to Jesus, the most important commandment in Scripture is to love God with all our being. Everything is going to flow from that. Even the first of the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament, what is it? It is to have no other gods before him. But who then is this God? 
Because how do you worship what you don't know? If the God we're worshiping is the one we just kind of brought together with just in our own heads, stuff from Hollywood, different things from movies, different things different people showed us, then we may not actually be worshiping God. We may be worshiping a, a made-up image of God. That's an idol. That's false. That's a false God we may be worshiping. So really matters. We need to know who we're worshiping and loving. That's why we're going to explore who God is, the character of God. So again, who is this God and why is God worthy of our worship? First, we recognize God is our creator. Where do we get that? In verse 3, if you read on, it says, it is he who made us. We are his. So this means that we're not just some random, accidental beings. You didn't just randomly come here. You didn't just randomly exist from nothing. Now, even if evolution is true, did you know evolution doesn't address who set evolution in motion? Scientists, you know, they can go far as back as something called the Big Bang. But where did that bang come from? Who did the banging? Something doesn't come from nothing. We understand that. So think of it this way. Think of life as a set of dominoes, you know, just all set up right next to each other. Maybe you've seen these amazing YouTube videos with these dominoes, right? It's a long chain, cause and effect, cause and effect, cause and effect. Just long chain. Just imagine that's life. You know, somebody has to line up all those dominoes. Right? If somebody has to set off the domino, that's not a domino themselves. This is God, our creator. Or, or think of it like this. It's like a watch. Or, you know, now it's our phones. Sure, you know, maybe after a million years, if you shake around some stuff, it, it could make a watch. But really, uh, you know, it's more reasonable if you look at a watch... You know, made to fit around your arm, numbers arranged in a certain order. You got 60 seconds that make a minute, and then there's also a hand for that. When we look at a watch, we assume, you're not crazy to assume, oh, there was a mind. There was an intelligence behind this that made this. There's some purpose behind this. So, when we consider, when we look at our bodies, we got some beautiful bodies up in here. From our heart, you know, your heart is just pumping right now. You're just breathing breath right now. And then we live in a galaxy with other galaxies be way beyond us. There is so much more complexity we cannot help but consider there is an intelligence behind this, a purpose behind this. It's so greater than us. This is God, our creator. God is the one from whom all life comes. God is the source of all creative. We, we have some creative, creative people up in here. And activity, all that, that comes from God because God is a creator. 
We didn't make ourselves. God did. Think on that. You know what's even more amazing? Did you know God, out of all the things he made, when it came to human beings, he made human beings in his image. Y'all are image bearers of the creative God in a unique way that nothing in all creation reflects in such a way. Human beings. That means that there's something unique about us that reflects our creator. Our creator did not just throw us together. Uh, in black church, they say, uh, God doesn't make junk. God didn't make junk when he made you. He put his image in you. He put his worth inside of you. Isn't that amazing? And, and if God made us, that means we belong to him. Just like if you make a piece of art, you're the one who gets to put your signature on it. You get to decide what to do with this art. It says God made us and we are his. You know, that's, that's a hard part for some of us. I sense this is why some people might be atheists. Because if you acknowledge that you're created, then that means you have to acknowledge there's a creator that exists. And if you acknowledge a creator exists, that means ultimately we have to answer to someone beyond ourselves. We may not understand why God does certain things, why certain things happen in our lives as they do. We may believe that good should look a certain way, but have you considered where did your sense of good even come from in which you judge the world? Who put that in you? Where does that come from? It's God in you. We don't know the whole picture. We're still in the middle of the story. We don't know how it's going to end. It means we are not in control. You do not control the universe. I mean, that should be obvious, but uh, some of us, like myself, we feel like we can control things. It's just foolish. It means we are not God. And that's good news. <laughs> because, you know, if we could recognize, if we could just recognize, if we could just recognize this, Scripture says this is the beginning of knowledge. If you could understand your limitedness, then you will begin to understand true knowledge. If God made us, then God knows what we were made for, what our purpose is. A, a lot of our young adults working through, God, what's my purpose? Why am I here? God is the only one who really knows what makes you tick. He's the one who knows you to the core of your being. Better than we know ourselves even. He's the one who sustains our life even now. So if I don't know how something works, or if I don't know why something is happening a certain way, 
if I get lost, I have someone to go to, you know? I have someone that I can ask for directions for my life. Right? If you have a gadget, you don't know, what, what, how do I work this thing? You can tinker with it. You go to the instruction manual. You go to God who made you. Let's ask him. If we don't know what to do, ask him. Let's listen to what he has to say, what your maker has to say about how he made you, what he has for you. But you know what's even more amazing? Our creator isn't just a creator that just made us, but our creator wants to have a relationship with us. He wants to show himself to us and show us how to live life to the fullest. And if we get lost, uh, you know, we get lost sometimes. We have trouble knowing him still, right? So it wasn't enough for a creator to make us in his image, right? Our creator came in the form of creation. <laughs> he became a human being in Jesus. Because that's how much he wanted us to know him, for us to get to know him better. That he would experience in himself, in a human body, our creator would know joy like we know joy. Would know our suffering. He would know our hunger like he would know us that much. That's our creator. That's the kind of creator when you think of creator. Not distant, so involved. So this leads us to the next point of why our creator God is so worthy of worship. God our creator is shepherd, is shepherd. In the last part of verse 3, the scripture reads, we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. We are his people. Let's start with that. Do you know what this means? Think about it. It means our creator doesn't just make us and walk away to leave us to fend for ourselves like many agnostics believe. It's like, hey, there might be a God, but man, he don't care about me. He makes us his people. That's what the scripture said. Whenever you're, you're talking to people, you're rolling up, you say, these are my people. Do you know what that means? It means he's putting himself among us, the creator God. He's saying, when, when you say something about my people, you're saying something about me. He's identifying with us. He cares for us. And it doesn't say in the scripture, you are his person, although you are his person. It says, we are his people. That means we are not just made to be individuals. We can't be a church just by ourselves. We're made to be in community. That's how he made us. He made us relational that we're people that walk together. No one was meant to be alone. This is why we gather as a church to worship Thank you that you're here, not just behind a screen. There is something to that, but that's why we gather together. We are meant to be with people, a community. Look around. Just say, what's up, community? What's up? Right? We are meant to be with one another. It's not just any community, but there's something special about being with people that give themselves to God. That's the kind of community that you want to be around. That's why we encourage every one of you to be a part of a life group. I know you hear it, but we don't just say that 
it's for our good. That's how we're made. None of us is perfect. That's why we need each other to grow. And God will bring some people that will help you to grow. Maybe not in ways you expected. But that's, that's how he made us. And it says we are the sheep of his pasture. So first, God's sheep, what does that mean? It means God is our shepherd. Now, of all the analogies to use to describe uh, kind of a relationship with us, why does he use sheep and shepherd? I think one of the reasons is to show our creator God in a special sort of way. Our creator God is one who goes into his creation to walk with us, to guide us, to even watch over us when we're sleeping. That's what shepherds do. A shepherd is a kind of, of love and care that is more involved in the work of caring. Because shepherds, they have to even care for sheep when they're grown. Okay, yes, because sheep, yes, they're valuable. They have warm wool. They could provide nourishment, yes. But they are also animals that are easily scared, lost, taken advantage of. Now, before you say, I ain't no sheep, we live, let's be honest, we live in a world in which we were supposed to care for one another and creation. But just turn on the news, look down the street, that is not how this world has become. We live in a sinful and broken world where we've chosen to go our own way against our creator. We've exploited, we have abused creation as well as our fellow created beings. So that's why we desperately need a shepherd. We desperately need a shepherd because it's a mess. We made a mess. But you know what's amazing? Our creator saw that our human shepherds were not good. They were not enough. So our creator, he took on flesh and he became the good shepherd. The best shepherd. John 10, he says, I'm a shepherd that will lay down my life for the sheep. That kind of shepherd. So when you think of God, get that picture in your mind. The kind of shepherd who's there with you, watch over you, will lay down his life for you. Keep that kind of God in your mind. So if we are his sheep, let's let him care for us. Let's not God, no, you got more important things to do. No, you're busy. No, he wants to. That's his, that's his job. That's what he said. I want to care for you. I am the shepherd. Let me take care of you. That means we as adults especially, we need to let him. But how can we become people that not only just let him in, but that he invites us to be released again into our original jobs to take care of creation, to take care of one another? How are we supposed to become people who care for each other better? This leads us to a third point about why God, our creator, is so worthy. God, our creator, is eternal. 
verse 3 begins with the phrase, know that the Lord is God. You, you may hear that up in church. It's not clear in English, but in Hebrew, in which the scripture was originally written in the Old Testament, the word, you know what the word used here for Lord in all caps, whenever you see it all caps in your Bibles? It's the word Jehovah or Yahweh. So it'd be like saying, you know that phrase, know that the Lord is God. It's like saying, know that Kobe is a basketball player. What do I mean that, by that? Because God is a title, actually, of a person like basketball player. And the Lord, or Jehovah, is the name of the person like Kobe. It's a name so holy, some Jews won't even say it. Now, praise the Lord, our God is not named after some kind of beef in Japan. But the meaning, do you know the meaning of Jehovah, creator God's name? It is a phrase. It is I am. I am. So our God's name is not I was or I will be. It is I am. This means that God always is. Always has been, always is, and always will be. This goes back to the first point. God, who has always existed, who started the dominoes of existence, he is the creator who himself is not created. That's what makes him God. That's what makes him the I am. No one else could say that. So what does this mean for us? Uh, that he's eternal. That means he will always be with you. He will always be be with you. He has committed himself to you. You will never be forsaken by God. Where do I get this? Look at the final verse of Psalm 100. It says, for the Lord, that's the same word, all caps right there, I am, is good. And his love endures. How long? Forever. His faithfulness continues through how many generations? All generations. His love, his goodness, his faithfulness is forever. It is eternal. It will continue through all generations. That, what does that mean? That means it's not just for some Jewish people in the past. It's not just for us now who have been brought into the family through Jesus. But did you know his love, his goodness, his faithfulness, it will endure even to your children and their children. If you're struggling today with your faith, I don't want you to lose heart. God is saying to you, don't lose heart. Entrust your heart to me. That's what God is saying. The God who made you, who cares for you like a shepherd is eternal and is by very nature faithful. Scripture says in 2 Timothy 2, if we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot disown himself. Scripture doesn't say things are always going to be good or easy. But Scripture does tell us that our creator is good. His love will get you through. 
And he is faithful to you and his promises, even when we are unfaithful. So because Creator God knows me better than I know myself, uh, and he care, he's my maker and he cares for me like a shepherd, you know, that means sometimes he's going to need to bring attention to areas that maybe I don't see that I still need to grow. I still need to grow. We all still need to grow. Earlier this month, I had a big meeting to prepare for, and I found myself getting like kind of scared and anxious. I'm like, what's going on here? And then I go into the meeting, and then I get some feedback afterwards. And then I found myself getting defensive. I'm like, oh, you know, and just really thrown off. And I knew, man, this, something isn't right. I found myself asking, God, why am I like this? Why do I take feedback so personally like a rejection? And when I got honest with myself, I realized I was afraid. I, I was afraid I was not enough. That if I give so much of myself, there'll be nothing left for me. How many of you ever have given yourself so much to others? If you God, is there enough for me? I'm not enough for these people, apparently. Then a week ago, we're preparing for world mandate. It was getting busy. It was getting, my Lord, it was getting busy. Uh, with the help they needed, there was like 500 people there signed up, right? With the help needed, they asked staff, you know, from our church to volunteer for at least one thing, all right? But somehow, I found out I was signed up for three things. And one of them, I found out less than two days before the conference, was to teach about 20 kindergarten through first graders uh, a 20-minute Bible lesson. Uh, Maita knows I was a little panicked. I was like, oh, my gosh. Uh, they, that's how much we're signed up anyway. And I was like, God, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. You know, not well. And I, God, I'm not, I'm not enough. I'm not enough. Then Jesus brought to mind a story, a story in which he fed 5,000 people. Not 500, 5,000 people. And I knew the story because I take time to read the Bible. And in that Bible, in that story, it says the disciples only had five loaves of bread and two fish. But what little they had that's not enough to feed 5,000 people, but they, they just offered that to Jesus. And out of that, Jesus was able to feed 5,000 people. And you know, afterwards, if you read that story closely, there were 12 baskets left over. Hmm. I wonder why there was 12 baskets left over. Why 12? It's one for each disciple. He's reminded me, he assured me, Dave, there's enough for you. I am enough for you. I see you. The day of world mandate, I knew, yeah, I'm only going to get that first session, so I'm just going to go all in with that first session. So I just opened myself up to God. And 
It was amazing. God met me so powerfully that morning. Worship was fire. And multiple people, even people I didn't know, they're coming up to me, praying for me. Multiple people getting words for me. I'm still holding on to some of those words. Then each responsibility, each responsibility that I had, it was so much better than I imagined. It, was, it actually turned out to be pretty chill. I got to spend quality time even with Pastor Stanley. And then with the children's ministry, I was blown away by the children's ministry. I was blessed by the worship. They got their hand motions for the kids, and the kids are all dancing, man. That joy. I have fun, actually. I wasn't expecting that. I had prepped the lesson, but the children's pastor took on that lesson in such a way I didn't even have to teach it. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You know I'm weak, you know. And God was meeting me and even my 10-year-old son even, who never says this, uh, who was like, that children's pastor, he's a good speaker. I was like, oh, wow, God's meeting my 10-year-old son too. That God was meeting him, too, not just me. So you see, God, our creator, is always with us. Even when, maybe especially when we realize we are not enough. Because he is enough. Our creator, God, is the great I am. So I'd like to call it the worship team. Let's worship, y'all. Our creator God is worthy of our worship. Not just because he made us. Not just because he cares for us. But he is worthy because he is always faithful. He will always be there for us. You call on him. It wasn't enough for our creator God. It wasn't enough for our creator God to be God, our father in heaven. He wanted to become God the Son in the flesh for us. And even that was enough. He said, God the Spirit, I want to be in you. There is no one, no one you will ever meet, ever, who will know you like he does, who will care for you like he does, and who will always be with you like our creator God. That's why he is worthy of our worship. So let's stand, church, if you're able, as you're able, respond to your creator. Since God is our creator who is a good shepherd and eternally good, let us worship him today. Not just with song, but our lives. Let's proclaim with thanks God is. Don't be ashamed to give thanks to him. Let us give our lives to him every day. Let him lead our lives. We could trust this good shepherd. He knows you through and through. He takes care of us. And he is the great I am who is always with you. Let me just pray for us. Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Look, God, these are, we believe these are not just words. God, make these words alive to you, to 
of you are the word. You are the living word. Come alive in our hearts. Help us to see where we have been blinded. Help us to see where you have been with us, where you are with us, where you will be with us. Encourage your people, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And as the worship uh, team is just playing, uh, please, I want you to feel free to come to the aisles, come to the front if you want to worship God. He is worthy. He is worthy of that. You don't got to worry about nobody else. This is the people of God. Now, if you want to connect better with God, you know, you could use a little prayer. You want to know this God that cares for you a little bit better. Feel free to come to the sides for prayer. And one of our leaders can pray with you. So let's step into worship, church.